Welcome to the Global Australian Podcast. I'm Johanna Pittman, CEO of Advance, the Global Australian Network. We're the non-profit organisation committed to strengthening Australia by nurturing a globally connected mindset at home and abroad. One of the ways we do this is by shining a spotlight on the impact of extraordinary global Australians. In this podcast series, we meet 25 game changers recognised in the 2023 Global Australian Awards. These remarkable individuals generously share their stories with us, giving us insight into their international career journey, its highlights and challenges, and what motivates them in their work. I hope you enjoy getting to know the inspiring game changers of 2023. In this episode, we meet Dr. Stefania Paraki, a 2023 game changer in the global talent category. Dr. Stefania Paraki is a nuclear engineer working at Australia's Centre for Accelerator Science in Sydney. Stefania is investigating the effects of radiation present in space and the use of advanced materials to reduce radiation effects for future space missions. How would you describe what you do day-to-day basis um, in simple terms? Um, Yeah, maybe let's say if you're describing what you did to a high school audience or something. Yeah, that's always the, the hardest question. So I'm a nuclear physicist and I work with particle accelerators in, uh, in Sydney in a nuclear organization. And what I do with these big machines, I try to investigate uh, the nature of the interaction between radiation and matter, so any objects around the world in different types of application. But my expertise is space radiation. And space radiation is kind of our ancestors. So it's something that has been there forever. And if we go to space, we need to interact with them. There's no way we can get rid of, but sometimes the interaction might be actually harmful. So the idea is that once we send things to space, could be electronics devices, materials, spacecraft, satellites, and even humans, the interaction with radiation can cause damages, can cause uh, problems, failures. In humans can cause even, unfortunately, uh, DNA breaks, mutation and cancer. So in Australia and also around the world, uh, we use this accelerator to reproduce the space radiation environments through this big machine and we bombard these targets on Earth. So we test them beforehand and we try to see if they survive, if they get damaged. And therefore we we then say, yes, this is ready. This is going to be safe. So we try to uh, bring space on Earth before we actually go to space in a safe way. But it's also cool because everything we learn from space can also be applied on uh, on our life on Earth. So radiation is also part of our uh, of our daily day to life. And something that I do in as part of my job as well is to use this knowledge from interaction of radiation with matters for particle therapy. So how to cure cancer, how to improve the the, the treatment uh, to make this radiation, uh, let's say, efficient in uh, in curing the disease. Wow, and as you share that, I can hear all the different fields that you cross over in your work. Did you see yourself becoming a physicist? Did you see yourself, which which area did you expect to end up working in? Well, when I, when I was uh, young, let's say, so finishing my high school, I, I didn't foresee this type of future or career. I actually wanted to be a, a crime detective. So at the beginning, I lived 
I like the idea of investigating the real reason behind things and why this happened and what was the culprit, the motive. So I tried to enroll in a university, but unfortunately, something uh, again uh, against me uh, happened, so I, I couldn't. So I tried to find a second way to to, to, to pursue this kind of career. And I wanted then to be a criminologist, a psychologist in this field, again, to, to always link my, my passion for understanding why the reason behind acts and facts. But again, something happened and I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't become a psychologist. Um, so I decided eventually at the end of high school to, to study physics, because physics is again, another way to understand the principle of how things works. And uh, it was not like a pleasant decision at the beginning, I must say, uh, because it was a challenge that a professor threw at me saying, you won't be a successful physicist because your grades are not the, the best in the class, the best in the school. I found it quite offensive. And so I, I said, well, look, I still think it's something I like to do and I will start it. And so I start uh, physics engineering and then a master in nuclear engineering. And then eventually I, I ended up talking with a professor that mentioned about uh, uh, radiation in space. So I was sent to Paris for a six months internship in this uh, organization to study the effects of cosmic radiation on pilots. Um, so studying aviation, radiation protection. I loved it, uh, something new and very exciting. And after that, I moved to Australia after, really, after living a couple of years in Paris and working in this field, I moved to Australia to do my PhD. And I basically stepped up from aviation to space, uh, but still always considering the, the space radiation effects on astronauts and electronics materials, as I mentioned before. So no, definitely, I, I never thought about becoming a rocket, a rocket scientist or nuclear physicist. That was not my plan. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm very, lucky and happy uh, with what I do and I would I would probably do it again yeah it sounds like you went from sort of something that very tangible that everyone you know knows about from tv whatever with crime detective to something quite niche and and that that is at the very cutting edge of science how did that bring you to Australia what was it about the PhD program that uh, attracted you to move to Australia well, I, I had this professor that um, really pushed me always to, to the edge. And he told me like, look, Stefania, you have an amazing life and career in Paris. You will probably stay there forever if nobody really kicks you a little bit and being like, yeah, let's try something different. And he knew this professor at the University of Wollongong. And he just told me, look, I, I think it's worth a chat with this person to see uh, what he has to offer you in terms of uh, space radiation PhD projects. And uh, I had a chat with this professor, it was lovely. And uh, I find it quite interesting, but at the same time, scary. Leave what you know for what you don't know on the other side of the world, in my case, being an European. So I, I eventually told myself like, look, wh why not? It's not gonna be a, uh, the end of the world, if it's not what I really thought it was, I could always come back to what I was doing before. So I'm not one of these, oh, if this is a one life uh, chance uh, supporter. I always think you can, uh, you can think twice and rethink and go back and try again to find really what best suits you. Wow, well, it was certainly Australia's gain and um, we'll be very interested to um, 
learn who you who you studied with at, at University of Wollongong because um, yeah they're certainly um, an, an interesting area and the, their ability to attract international PhD students is is really um, very um, beneficial for the country. Um, I guess my next question would be around just what what it what it looks like day to day. Like, what are some of the challenges you face in your role, and what are some of the highlights? So, the in terms of challenges, I think uh, my challenges becomes also my highlights somehow because it's not a routine job. Like uh, as a scientist, I perform my own research, but I am also the person that enables the science of someone else, because I am part of a national facility that provides expertise, uh, capabilities, instrumentation that you can't find in any in any country, states or universities. So challenges are on a, on a weekly basis, for example, dealing with different projects from different research uh, groups in Australia and overseas that they want to do something, but they don't know exactly how to do it. They want to test their uh, their space uh, components. They want to test this new material for um, a spacecraft, or they want to test a new uh, satellite's power system, but they don't know how to. So my my challenge is to bring their sample inside our facility and recreate the scenario that they would really experience in space. So generate all this radiation in a safe manner, of course, uh, produce the experiments, and then try to answer the question that they come with, because most of the, the people that they come uh, to us are not physicists. Uh, maybe are they're engineers or electronics engineers. They have no clue about how is the interaction with radiation. So my challenge is to answer some of this question and also uh, try to make them aware of what is really happening. And so the highlights are like when those people uh, go back to their labs uh, with like a, a good answer. They're like kind of proud of what they designed, the idea that they come up with and they see that, yeah, there's something that could work up there. Wow. What do you what do you think your cultural background and your um, upbringing and education in Europe gives you that is different uh, to those around you, when do you feel like, oh, I think in a different way? When when do you have those moments when you're like, mm, I'm I'm going to go about this a different way. This is my way of doing it. And do you think it's it's just you, or is it something culturally that that you bring? Okay, well. Um... Yeah, I see some differences, I need to be honest. And I think it's also something comes from the educational path and the methods that we have in Italy, because I'm Italian uh, and I study in Italy, but also my background, like my, my, my cultural side, the Italians, you know, Italians are loud, they are curious, they are like a creative, or at least this is the way foreigners describe us. Um, and they, I think they try to uh, think a bit uh, outside the box with the little they have. As, as being a nation which is rich in culture and history, but at the same time, not the richest in the world. We really need to uh, fix our issue with little resources. So I think this is the mindset that I grew up with and the educations that I got as well was, you have to learn a method without having maybe an instrument or the men, the men, the men, the manners to do that. So then try to arrange, arrange it in a way that it works. 
Um, so it's not always like, yeah, this is the problem, this is the solution, uh, but it's like, this is the problem and this is a method that you will use. This is how your brain would work. Try to, to be creative. So I think this is something I see with my colleagues and I need to admit, I work in a very like diverse background, um, like environments. There's a lot of people from all around the world, mostly Australian, but still European, um, Asian Americans. So I, I think that's probably my highlight, being a bit creative and also um, trying to find the biggest solution with the little things that I have in my hands. That's, that's great and um, certainly um, is part of that diversity of thinking that comes from having that uh, different education background and, and, and working elsewhere previously. What does it mean to you to be recognised in the Global Australian Awards in this uh, category around global talent? Well, probably every, every single person has answered with like, we, I am honoured to be recognised as a game changer and this is the truth. Uh, but the, the the first impression, the first sorry reaction that I that I had when I received the email was like, really like me, I I would not expect this to happen. Like, and the first reaction is really questioning yourself. It's like, why why did they choose me? Like, what am I really doing to be a game changer? So, being a game changer at the beginning was like, am I? Are they sure that they, they picked the right person? So. It, it was like a honor, but also like be a bit suspicious. And then this process, of course, ended up being like, we can be game changers uh, for for ourselves and for the others, like doing what we think is very little, but on long run could be something that would really change. So yeah, I'm very pleased uh, because what I, I, I do, I, I can see it could be useful uh, for, for future generations and uh, I am also very proud to represent Australia, but also to represent my origin and my background, because as this award is called, it's a global. So uh, the, the, the most uh, uh, fascinating is that, yeah, we live in this country, but we have lived somewhere else. We grew up with different cultures. So being a game changer, not just for a country, but for the entire world, that's definitely something that makes, uh, makes me proud. Well, and that and that leads to my last question, Stefania. Just thinking about um, influencing that next generation. Um, I'm sure you're asked for advice a lot, very often from um, younger students and the like. What advice would you have for them, uh, or do you give them thinking about uh, embarking on a career like yours? Um, usually, I I have a very uh, practical advice, but at the same time, then I ended up being like kind of philosophical because what I would say is, of course, if you want to be a physicist, a scientist, um, an engineer, a, sp a space rocket science, whatever, great. Um, it's going to be hard. Um, but the, fun the, the funny fact is that there's not a real recipe to become such people, such professional figures. So you really need to keep your mind open to the fact that sometimes you need to add a little bit of spice. Sometimes you need to take uh, some extra ingredient that you thought was useful, but it's not going to lead you there. So you need to be very flexible and you don't need to be so hard on yourself. If you thought that was the best recipe to follow, 
eventually you realize that it's not it's okay there's always another way to 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 get there to to finally have your your meal uh, uh, ready and tasty as you wish because again that's my second uh, um, uh, advice for people is it's important to know which type of professional you want to be in the future, but it's very important also to remember yourself who you really are. And so the type of job that you will choose in the future will make you successful, but it also needs to make you happy. Uh, you have a life which is also around your job. Your job is not your life. So try to rem remind yourself always who you are and what you could do to bring something to your life. Your job should not take anything away from your life. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more inspiring stories of global Australian game changers, please go to our website, advance.org.